Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today we're going to be discussing Chris Hodges and how he gets hell wrong, how he gets Satan wrong, how he gets God wrong, all in a short segment of a sermon that he recently delivered, I believe on Daniel. Special shout out to my brother for writing the article on EvangelicalDarkWeb.org and uh, giving me the timestamps to do this video slash podcast. So, Chris Hodges is one of the most influential pastors in the United States. He is the founder of the Association of Related Churches, or ARC, which is a very massive organization. It's an interdenominational uh, church growth organization. And Chris Hodges is pastor of Church of the Highlands, which is one of the largest churches in the United States based in Alabama. So with that said, let's dive into the story about how he gets so much bad theology and a short period of time. But first, I want to let you know, Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. You can support us over at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join. Linked in the description below. Also check out that free Evangelical Dark Web newsletter. And the least you can do is like this video, subscribe to the channel if you are new. And again, I don't know if anyone else has talked about this yet. So we might be the first. But this is the article uh, that Anthony wrote, uh, Chris Hodges, God does not damn anyone, Satan does. And this is wrong on the surface, but we're going to listen to him in context so that we are not taking him out of context. Surely he didn't say something that stupid. Well, you're going to see that he did. So let's just give a brief overview on who Chris Hodges is, why he's been in the news a lot lately, and it's not because of his bad theology. So, for four Alabama megachurch pastor Chris Hodges, July brought an abundance of headlines featuring his name. Church of the Highlands, COTH, is one of the largest megachurches in the United States with over 20 locations throughout Alabama. Church of the Highlands Pastoral Restoration Center, called The Lodge, garnered recent scrutiny over whether the sexually deviant pastors were being restored at the church's facility which is located on one of their campuses. This was mainly due to Church of the Highlands previously having Mikeon Carter on staff who was accused of raping his former assistant, forcing him to resign in 2021. The timing coincided with the construction of the lodge and questions surrounding allusions Hodges made in a, in a sermon. Aside from the extravagance, this is the main reason the Lodge has attracted renewed scrutiny. The second major uh, headline involved Hodges Ark, Association of Related Churches, allegedly orchestrating a takeover of Celebration Church in Jacksonville, Florida. So we did a video on that, the Stovall Weems lawsuit. Uh, you can check that out. It's about 8 to 10 days old. Uh, with all the he all these headlines, it becomes appropriate to survey the preaching of Chris Hodges, which is more important and impactful than, the laws than lawsuits and media-driven scandals. Given that Chris Hodges was a March 2020 verdict, a periodic, a periodic follow-up is imperative, especially when combined with recent developments or headlines. Of late, he has been preaching a series on Daniel. In surveying a few of his sermons, this anecdote he deployed into his sermon was the most errant heterodox statement uttered. So we're going to dive into that. Uh, Anthony made reference to a March 2020 verdict. 
Uh, I wrote about Chris Hodges over three years ago. I haven't really written about him since. And yeah, I think what I wrote could use an update uh, given all the information that's come out since a better understanding of how to do research for discernment three years later. So yeah, uh, that's what that's a reference to. So let's dive on in. because you know that your work, your labor is not in vain. We stand, we stand. Last place I found, and that is, is that when you stand, we stand for God. Let me explain that. I think sometimes we treat God one way. God, here's what I need you to do for me today. I need you to do this for me. I need you to do this for me. And we know God is for us. But have you ever had the thought that we ought to be for him too? Like, have you ever thought that he needs us to stand and defend his honor and his name? And, and how much he would love it if he had some of his kids out there going, hey, don't talk about my daddy that way. So to answer his question, the answer is no. God doesn't actually need us to stand up for him. God is God. God is all powerful. So there's a reason why I've never thought about that. Now, if according to your public witness, should you stand up for what you believe in? Yes. And I think that's part of the point that he's making. But his, the point on the uh, board is uh, stand for God. And that's not really, how about just obey God, follow God, listen to God might be a little bit more simple, but standing for God as though God needs us to defend God's honor, like that's ludicrous. That's nowhere to be found in, or taught in scripture. If anything, uh, there are points where doing nothing in action is you're, you know, betraying your faith in God, but that's not necessarily, that is tangentially what he's talking about. Yeah. That's my daddy. Don't you like it when you're defended? When somebody loves you, says, no. And God says, I wish you were for me. I wish you'd stand for me. I was playing golf not too long ago. Uh, and, and one of my friends brought a friend who didn't know I was a pastor. And I love not telling people for a number of holes. Um, it's bad, I know. I shouldn't do it. That's legitimately Because then they, they act differently when they know. <laughs> And so when I finally tell them, you can see them, we're going through the tapes. Oh my God, what did I say? What did I do? Right. It's so fun. It's bad, but I do that. Now, what he's going to say is that this guy would use, you know, the Lord's name in vain in the sense that he was using God as a curse word, but he, in the process, did the same exact thing. Did he catch that? Well, this one guy was, everything was GD. Everything. Every missed putt, every bad shot. GD, 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 GD. Just like it was just every, every sentence. And I just got to a place where like, okay. <laughs> and I wasn't ugly. I didn't, I'm not, I'm, it's not in my nature, honestly, to be confrontational. Um, and I said, I said, well, listen to me. If you're going to keep saying that, at least get it right. Because God doesn't damn, the devil does. So use his name, please.
Now, you can say that all day. Well, he didn't say nothing all day. He was done with all. <laughs> it was over. But I just felt I, there was something rose up inside of me to defend the honor of my God. So I want to let him finish the uh, segment. We only got like a few more seconds left. But I, I want you to hear what he said in context. He said, God does not damn anyone. Satan does. That is blatantly unbiblical. And we're going to get we're going to dump on him in a second. But I do want to let him finish. Everybody. My God's not a he doesn't damn anything. He's a blesser. Every good and perfect gift comes from my. You have, you are misrepresenting my heavenly father. And I just don't think, I think like if you're going to say it, you use the right name. <laughs> Jesus said it this way. If you'll acknowledge me before others, I'll acknowledge you. It goes on to say, but if you disown me, don't want to let people know you're a Christian, afraid to pray in a restaurant. Like, like I'm not ashamed to be a Christian. I mean, I'm not an obnoxious one, but I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God for salvation. I'm, I'm grateful to be a believer. Can I hear a good amen? The mess. All right. So that is the end of that clip that we're going to watch. So as you can see, uh, basically saying that God does not damn anyone. Satan does. God does not damn anything. God's a blesser. So. That was the argument presented by Chris Hodges, and that is grossly incorrect. Uh, grossly incorrect. So who is supreme over creation? That is God. Whose wrath did Jesus satisfy on the cross? God's. It wasn't Satan's wrath that Jesus satisfied on the cross. Satan is not that powerful. Let's be clear. He is not that powerful. God is. God is the judge, jury, and executioner of judgment for all eternity. Satan is nothing but someone who's already been judged and will have a final judgment. Satan is not even in control of hell. God is still in control of hell. God is still uh, in control over hell. He knows what's going on in hell. God is omnipresent. That includes hell. Hell is not locked from the inside. That is a myth. That's a bad C.S. Lewis quote, I believe. It's unbiblical. God is the judge, jury, and executioner. He is the one who has people damned. He is the one who judges. Satan does not judge. Satan does not sentence. God does. Satan is sentenced. How do you get this wrong as a pastor? Yesterday we were talking about Seacoast Church and someone pointed out that they had on their um, their uh, faith statement, their statement of beliefs that hell is separation from God. In one sense, that's true, but you are in the unfavored presence of God. 
You have a broken relationship. You are eternally in the unfavored presence of God as opposed to the favored presence of God. I could be using better language here. But the idea is that you are consciously aware, perhaps remorseful, but bitter and angry with God in hell. Not even repentant in hell. Because you're, you know, God's hand is removed from your conscience, so to speak. That you are not actually, uh, you know, there's total depravity and then utter depravity. And God prevents people from being and things from being as evil or as bad as they could be. So because God sustains creation. But there's so much wrong with what Chris Hodges is teaching. But number one thing, God is the one who uh, is the judge, jury and executioner. And Jesus is our defense lawyer. If you want to continue that analogy and we don't got a chance of salvation without Jesus. And Jesus died for the wrath of God, not the wrath of Satan. So those two things we got to really hammer home. Uh, and there's more critique to be found in this article, but you can check that out over at evangelicaldarkweb.org uh, and uh, hit that uh, like button and on your way out. My name's Ray. Let me know what you think about what I think, and we'll catch you on the next one.